You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a 15-minute podcast that brings together real-world insights to help marketing and sales teams evolve and stay up to date on latest trends. Join us as we share best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners to keep you ahead. I'm your host, Meetul Shah. This show is made possible by Demand Matrix, a company that helps marketing and sales win more customers and accelerate revenue growth using advanced intelligence such as technographics, intent insights, and revenue potential. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sunny Side Up Podcast. I'm your host, Meetul Shah. This episode was originally meant to cover insights on future of marketing post-COVID-19. But looking at recent events happening around us, we thought of addressing this issue that matters to most of us first. And today I'm honored to talk to Deanna Ransom about her experience being a marketing leader and a woman of color while building this amazing career. Again, this is this is as raw as it can get. We didn't practice anything. We didn't rehearse anything. But uh, before the show, when Deanna and I were having the conversation, and it uh, one thing led to another, and we both agreed that you know we should address the elephant in the room. So we decided to pivot this podcast to talk about what's happening in the world and what's happening all around us. Just to give you a brief intro on Deanna, Deanna is a head of marketing and marketing services at Teleborde where she brings more than 25 years of experience in sales and marketing. She's passionate about helping people with emphasis on women, that's, which is very clear and very evident in her volunteering work with Shelter and other support organizations. Deanna is also passionate about books, music, finding innovative ways to overcome challenges, both personally and professionally. Welcome to the show, Deanna. Good to have you here. Looking forward to having this conversation. Meetul, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this discussion. So let's let's address the elephant in the room, right? We were talking about, you know, having this uncomfortable conversation of the current events and what's what's happening, as you were saying, right? As as women, you know, as 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 a mother, as a woman of color. What are your thoughts? I mean, what's what I what are you personally experiencing? You know, that's a great question. I'm experiencing many things. And I think it's great that we're pivoting and innovating because that means that this conversation that we're about to have is still yet connected to marketing, where we have to pivot real time based off of what's happening. And so part of what I'm experiencing right now is causing me to do some reflection as a woman of color as a black woman in America, having spent my professional career primarily in technology, working in varying size companies and having had so many unfortunate experiences that earlier this morning, I said, felt like a million paper cuts to the soul and living with the fear of what may happen to my children on any given day and having to hide that behind a smile and performance so that I don't make others uncomfortable with me in my corporate work. And so what I've been seeing over, (laughs) you could say over these past few weeks, but for me, what I've been seeing over my lifetime is something that we have not healed and addressed in a honest and transparent way so that we can eradicate it from our 
humanity. This is such a such a profound statement, right? I mean, every time these kind of incidents come up, you know, and we as a society kind of talk about it loosely, right? Sometimes even advertise it, sometimes saying, hey, you know what? Uh, we care for everybody. You'll see a bunch of ads. You know, I was calling bank today for some, some reasons. And, you know, the message is like, look what we are doing, you know, to address the situations or we are doing donating to X and we are donating to Y. And a few weeks down or, you know, a few months down, all these messages would just disappear as if the address is fixed or the situation is fixed. It's crazy because what happens is, oh, I wrote a check. And so now the box is checked, but we still don't deal with the problem. And the problem is one of epic proportions that if a check could fix it, it would be fixed by now. So in, in your mind, somebody who has lived with this, you know, pretty much throughout your life, right? Either pretending or, you know, maybe staying silent or maybe... Uh, making sure that you're not making other people uncomfortable. How we as a we as a society fix this and not just put like a bandaid or or a, you know lipstick on a on a, on a grim issue. We talked a little bit about it earlier, right? And I likened it to a relationship. And healthy relationships are a, they are able to have conversations that are ugly, painful, and uncomfortable. Because they recognize that if they don't wade into the conflict head on and communicate, you cannot get to the other side of it. What has happened in many instances is people want to shy away from the conversation, shift the topic of the conversation, or don't want to take a personal ownership and accountability about what is going to come out on the other side after awareness has been brought. And so for me, you mentioned earlier all of the things over a career in corporate, and my career in corporate has been interesting, even prior to corporate. It was interesting. I love field hockey. And so I played field hockey for a number of years and you know, I'm still excited about the fact that I was fortunate to be number one all South Jersey. But as you can imagine, being playing field hockey as a black little girl was a lonely space. And it showed you where people want what you do, but they don't want you. So, mm-hmm. you know, the same began to carry into my corporate space. They People want the results you produce, but they don't want you or people who look like you potentially, right? And I spent a lot of time in my corporate career being the only black person in the room. And I've had things that have been said or done that, you know, I won't share this. It's not as a personal grievance, but what it is to say, this is a lived experience that no one else, no other entity or race has to live this experience. And so how do we solve it? If you write a check to me today, it doesn't heal those wounds per se. Can it help? Yes. How do we solve it? We have to have these open, transparent forums. But when we get done speaking, we have to 
take personal ownership and actions. We have to come with an open mind. We have to have the very framework of our thinking and consciousness challenged so that there can be a true meaningful change. No true meaningful change takes place without disruption. And interestingly enough, me tool, all of these things still apply to marketing. You need to be a disruptor in your marketing. You need to be able to take a meaningful shift and change in the very framework of something in order for it to really take root. So I just wanted to be sure we connected those dots back to marketing, even though this topic may not seem as though it is about marketing. That is such a profound statement, right? I mean, as, as an immigrant, you know, I have personally experienced a lot of the situations and I've kind of come to, you know, kind of expect this, that, you know what, this is the norm. This is how things work. This is how our situation is. And you do not talk about it just because, you know, it's uncomfortable. This is, You do not talk about it because you accept this as a new norm. So I, I could definitely relate to, to, you know, that example, what you were talking about. But, you know, more than that, what, you, what you're talking about is that when marketing is really personal, right, if you can appeal to people on a personal basis, and if you can, you know, target, you know, at, at the core level, then it's a different marketing, right? People will remember you, you know, forever. And that's, you know, in my mind, that's your branding. That's your story, right? You're telling a story that appeals to me. And I feel that, you know, I can connect with you. you you're, you're so spot on. There's a resonance. And we all talk about behavioral analytics, right? Every brand wants to connect with its audiences in such a way that it goes beyond benefits, features, value, and you want it to connect on an emotional level, on an emotional level, because at that point, you know that they are truly connected to you. It, it, it's just like when you're looking for a job and you recognize how important the culture of a company is, just as important as potentially the work and the check. And so it kind of matches up because the culture of a company, the culture of our society, when they don't match, you have these pains and these wounds and you have disconnect. So you're spot on. If you don't think that I am taking note of brands that are making a very clear you know, stance on what's happening, that would be the wrong thing. It is important to me because my life, my children's life, the lives of those I care about are truly at risk, at stake. And this is critically important. And so marketing has a tremendous capability to help write a cultural wrong in this moment, it would behoove, you know, marketers to understand how this plays into your ability to connect with your audiences by showing empathy, understanding, and clarity 
and Mito, when is that not called for in your marketing strategy? How can you bring that authenticity in it, right? So, I mean, an example is, you know, no sooner the, the George Floyd, you know, situation happened, you see majority of the brand came out and they all came out with the very same message, right? When the COVID happened, after a while, it was very similar message, right? We all are in this together and, you know, it's really bad. But there was no authenticity. It didn't feel like that you cared. It was just like, okay, everybody's doing it, so we should do it too. Mm-hmm. Get the message out. Me too, right? And so, again, now you're going back to authenticity. I always tend to connect things back to marketing, right? How can you personalize something that isn't authentic, right? You can tell when something is authentic. People can easily tell when something is inauthentic. And one of the things that you also mentioned that I will say really shook me was that there was a larger, more unified, oh my goodness, we're in this together as it related to COVID that became very targeted and unified because my perspective is that COVID could hit anyone, right? However, I saw an underwhelming, inauthentic response to the loss of life, which is completely within our control because in many minds, it only impacted a particular group of people. And that's unfortunate because it's all of us that are impacted, whether we recognize or acknowledge that that is the case. That is so true, right? But still, people are of the opinion or when they think about it that, you know, it doesn't impact me. It doesn't impact whatever my ethnicity or, or, or my culture or my religion, then I'm okay and I'm safe, right? That's the perception, but they're really not understanding that how this deeply impacts them because what we are creating is more divided society. We are creating more racism that already existed. Yeah. And and I'll tell you, I have had some very uncomfortable conversations in the past few days. And what it showed me was a mindset, if you will. And let's relate it back to marketing. When you're trying to shift someone from, you know, maybe one brand to your brand or to capture what we call mind share, it means that you need to undo something that's in their framework of thinking and you need to reestablish a new pattern for them, right? And so in having these very difficult conversations, I got a chance to get a look into mindsets that were actually really frightening. The conflict of Deanna, oh my goodness, are you okay? And immediately putting the conjunction, but, which negates everything that was said prior to that. The comparisons that were being made about, but my kids didn't get this particular scholarship because it had been set aside for minorities. And so I'm not understanding, you know, why we, I'm like, what? You know, I just need you to know that these are real conversations. You can't make this kind of thing up. That was a real conversation. Or, you know, again, I taught, you know, there was a conversation that was 
brought to me around, you know, the civil unrest aspect that you're seeing. And I don't want to go down the path to talk about who the culprits are in terms of that. But to keep on this particular point, if you look at and talk about, oh, well, there's this civil unrest. I don't know why this couldn't be done in this other way. And I brought up a point that said our country, the country of the United States went to war, right, regarding the taxation of tea. This is human life. (laughs) And wait, I'm not done. When I said that, it was, oh, but wait, get your facts right. It was tea that we had already paid for. I said, again, you're willing to debate the merits of tea being an object, a thing being a worthy cause of a complete war, but you're unwilling to understand that what I'm talking about is human life. It's amazing, but I wasn't angered. Instead, Mito, I was saddened. This is not a challenge of intellect because I know some amazingly intelligent people. And so I don't view this as a challenge of intellect. I view this as a challenge of consciousness. And what is in your consciousness that makes anyone think that it is okay to try to oppress and or, you know, subjugate, devalue, pick your word, another race, a human being. I have a challenge with that, but it made me sad that the point was totally missed. You know, I, I, I've entered into rooms recently, and I mean virtual rooms, right? Not, uh, not literal rooms, where, you know, the conversation was about the inconvenience of stores being closed early. And, you know, again, as the only person of color, the only black person to enter such rooms in the, at the executive level, you know, going, wow. It's so unfortunate that stores are closing early. People are dying and getting killed very unnecessarily because of the color of their skin. Oh, by the way, I've had the unfortunate experience of my children being fearful because the KKK is marching 20 miles from my home. Forgive me if I am not as upset that Target is closed. Wow. This is real. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of speechless. I even don't have how to react. Mito, I think that until there is conscious, open, transparent communication so that we can just move on, and it's not going to be easy, and it is not going to be pretty. And for me, having spent the majority of my corporate life, the only in, in a lot of instances, that's why my perspective is how can I have these open, honest, transparent conversations in a way that we as intelligent human beings can expose this? I am not in any way angry with anyone or any entity. I do not think anyone is looking for sympathy. I think what is needed is transformation and change. 
that cannot happen without the transparency. And so let's take it back to marketing. How do you pivot and change your strategy so that it can take on new resonance? And part of that always goes back to identifying the audience, understanding the audience, listening to the audience, and not engaging or, or engaging on the audience, but actively engaging with the audience. We talk about in the moment wow and personalization in marketing and how we deliver that delight and that unique personalized experience. It comes from us doing the work of listening, of curating the data, having those hard conversations, soliciting feedback, making the necessary changes in order for our messages and our actions to take on the level of meaning and transformation that we'd like. It will take no less in this. I, I, I guess that I think we should just end at that note. That was so beautiful. So thanks. Thanks, Deanna, for being on our show. And thank you for being flexible to, to pivot, you know, and have this honest conversation with us. I know we didn't talk much about it. There was no scripting. There was no Q&A. We just recording this as authentic as we talked about it you know, as <laughs> possible. So I hope our listeners would uh, would like it and they would definitely enjoy this. But thank you again for, for being on Sunny Side Up a podcast. We thank really you appreciate you being on the show. I Thanks, appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Sunny Side Up. Stay tuned for more such insights. And if you like what you see, please subscribe, rate, and review us and share these insights with your team to help us grow.